Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 23 of the Resi's podcast. Here with Checkers. Here with producer Shrey. What's been happening, man? Producer Shrey gets a second week. Yeah. There was um, some interesting feedback about him. Was it bad? I didn't say it. There was, um, there was some good feedback. Okay, good. There was some bad feedback. Yeah. Um, we had a lady named Kate messaging. Oh, no. Oh, but she, say she she wants to hear less of him this week. So oh, that's so fair. Uh, well, thank you to listen to Kate. Um, definitely anonymous. Um, <laughs> hey, check man. I think it's only right if you introduce the guest we've got today because you've had a lot to do with this man. Yeah, we've brought the fantasy podcasting guru is what I titled in the run sheet today. Um, Hef from the Keeper League. Hef, I guess well, yeah, Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for having me. Sorry, thank you. Guru thank you. was in capital letters, by the way. I thought so. it was a goat, a picture of a goat. There was a goat on the yeah. Instagram story, but I put Guru in the run sheet because I couldn't get the goat emoji to work. Yeah, I feel, lots of things flying around. I feel like goat is a bit um, is a bit disrespectful to Warney, who's actually the AFL fantasy goat <laughs> godfather. But yeah. uh, you know, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. The the fantasy guru, you run your own podcast, so we're, we're getting another podcaster on today's episode the uh the clash of the podcast or what, what do you want to call it what do you want to title it with battle of the bands or something like yeah just just the fist fight hand to hand combat but we're getting you in you run your own podcast called the keeper league podcast yeah. for those not play who, who haven't don't play afl fantasy or don't know anything about it tell us what the keeper league is and what the keeper league podcast is uh yeah it started about six years ago me and Kays, um who was a co-host with me he's more of a, a, a guest a very special guest these days sounds like shrey <laughs> oh, <come on>. <laughs> got that <laughs> one in early comparisons already um yeah but essentially um we want to start a podcast um we had an afl fantasy keeper league which is a type of afl fantasy where you keep players from year to year it's like a draft format um but unlike the classic formats where everyone's kind of got the same teams at the end of the year and unlike the draft format where you put players back each year a keeper league which is what we were playing um is where you keep players from year to year and there's just absolutely no content out there for it um but we knew that there were lots of people out there playing it and we figure like if there's people like us out there we can't be the only ones um so we started a podcast talking specifically about just lesser known players of afl fantasy um so it doesn't like really specifically have to be about keeper leagues it's just let's not talk about the 150 players in the comp- top 150 players in the competition let's go deeper than that let's deep dive let's try to find the next up and comers the youngsters <laughs> the rookies all that sort of stuff essentially turn that into a podcast and so do you think the keeper league was maybe a little bit of a niche early days obviously we've got the the afl website run their own podcast called the traders with yep. warning as you just mentioned before yeah um, which was in the classic format, which is the top players. Everyone picks your Dusty Martins, your Brody Grundies, and yeah. across the years, Max Gorns, all your best players. Um, but the, the Keeper League was sort of more like a... I used the example earlier today, but it, um, to Katie McDonald, we'll chat him about what Keeper League meant. Um, and I always saw it growing up in American TV and American movies was like baseball drafts yep. or NFL drafts. They use them a lot in America in the office sort of scheme. So you get a group of mates together and you just compete against only that group of mates. Yeah. So in classic fantasy which is what the traders do their podcast on is that's 200,000 people in Australia playing that but in this one you're sort of talking to officers you're talking to footy clubs you're talking to small groups of mates yeah in that sense it is it is a smaller group but it, there's lots of small groups around Australia doing that like I have yeah. 10 to 15 small groups that I sort of associate in, in keeper leagues and you'd probably be similar yeah 100% so I'm in I'm in three leagues of my own um, but yeah, since we've started doing the podcast and we built an online community, like we found so many people doing similar things to what we do. The interesting thing about it is like no two AFL Fantasy Keeper League is the same. Like everyone's got their own little rules and tweaks and things like that. And it becomes way more personable. Like, you know, you have, um, you know, specific punishments for your mates who lose it. <laughs> like, you know, that is something you want to your bring league. up definitely yeah, yeah, in the podcast. That sort of stuff. Um, so that sort of stuff uh, happens. And then, you know, there's different quirks and prize monies and different rules and all that sort of stuff. Everyone's a little bit unique, which kind of makes it hard to do our podcast on because it's really hard to kind of find a blanket thing for everyone because it's so different. But again, like we just focus on lesser known players, people that might not be the standouts now for fantasy, but we try to pick people that are coming up and stuff like that. So it helps across all formats and that. So in the Keeper League format, no team in that league as such. If we have a league, just let's set up a little league, 10 people, say. Um, No team in that league can have the same player. No, that's right. So So yeah. Yeah, that's typically Which, like the draft format. Like, you, everyone drafts one player. So, um, you know, once they're drafted, they're off the board. Yep. Say so if Nick Dagos Nick gets Dacos pick, goes, pick yep. one, you yep. can't pick him pick two, pick three, whatever. Yep. He's only in that one team, which makes 
the lesser known players very very popular yeah and they're, they're the they're the, the talking points because they is a million articles out there on Nick Dacos and there's a million tweets on Nick Dacos. Yeah. But on the rookie coming through the system that you need to fill your team with, you can't find a lot of information, which is where podcasts like the Keeper League, yeah. I've found, can be very, very helpful as such. Yeah, you get down. Digging, digging out information that you just can't find on the internet. Yeah, you get down and you're, you know, about 100 range or whatever, you're trying to find the Kadeen Coleman who might break out this year or you go even further, you might find the Angus Sheldrick who broke out halfway through last season and he might be someone you're playing for this year. So, yeah, going way deeper than just your top ones. But and run a Google search of Nick Dacos <laughs> and run a Google search of Angus Sheldrick <laughs> and come back to me with what you find, Willie. Will it be Probably similar? not a lot on Angus Sheldrick. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of photos of Nick Dacos in Italy with the misses. Yeah, probably, actually, yeah. yeah. So the Keeper League's been around for about six years. Yep. What's the studio like? I know what it's like, but describe <laughs> it. There's Hef has... What we're sitting in right now, he has it in his own house. Yeah, and well, it's pretty yeah. well set up as well. Will's been in there before. Yeah, been in the train, yeah, but no, yeah, no, been there, yeah. no, he hasn't any stripes yet. But one day, damn, <laughs> <laughs> one two punch for working on it. Yes, so good Australia. behind the desk. Um, no, it's maybe not as fancy as this one. It doesn't look as nice as this one. This one's a bit fancier, but yeah, essentially, I've got a very similar equipment and tech in my um, front spare bedroom. Um, that I run my podcast from and um, yeah it's a, it's a pretty crazy setup and it's something that's just kind of built over the years um, it started very very simple it started sitting around um, Kayser's, um kitchen table in his townhouse um, then we moved I got I kind of got sick of just moving everything to his house each week so we set it up in my front um, living room um, and then we ended up clearing out a spare bedroom uh, at my house to uh, put it all in and um, it's we've just collected bits and pieces like we keep upgrading over time and we started with just audio and just had some you know basic microphones which we still use actually but um, then we've added cameras and switches and um, audio plugins and d- lighting, and lighting and all that sort of stuff more graphics and more programs to do all that sort of stuff and it just it's a bit of an addiction um, I keep adding things <laughs> to it and I just love playing with tech so yeah that's kind of how it's how it's going right now so you started in the kitchen and you've worked your way to a, to a bedroom studio I guess a spare yep. bedroom studio how long do you move into a to a studio like what we're sitting in now uh, or, right or now a studio of your own yeah right now it's kind of viable to keep doing it from there um, when either the missus gets sick of uh, having it all in the house or um, if I start to do something for other people and things like that start recording them or doing work with other people might make more sense to you know not make them walk through my um, son's playroom to get to the studio <laughs> you know and trip over a million pieces of Lego and um, scooters and things like that but uh, yeah and I don't know yet I haven't put a time frame on that one who have been some of the best guests you've had on I know you've had well we've had myself and Will on for a start yeah. so we won't put them in the best category yeah. But no chance, you, you, you have had a lot of guests <laughs> across the years and yeah. some of them have been live, like walking through your son's playroom and yeah, some of them yeah. have been yeah. through Zoom calls and, and, yeah. and link up. So. Yeah. Um, the biggest one, the, probably the best one um, was Ben Keys. Um, so this was kind of before and yeah, the backstory to that is like Keys, Ben Keys had been dropped from uh, Brisbane and got picked up I think as a rookie at the Crows and we didn't I didn't rate him um, I didn't think sorry Ben if you're listening but I didn't think he was going to be much chop, especially in fantasy and I thought he was going to be you know either a forward pocket or even a back pocket type player and get a few runs and he's, he's a vice captain now so credit to him he's worked his way up but um, Kay's basically said this guy's going to be a gun pick him up cheap no one's thinking about him like whatever you know pick up Ben Keys and got to that point where he ended up playing in the midfield and scoring really well so um Someone that on our Twitter feed knew Ben Keys, put him in touch, and uh, yeah, Ben Keys jumped on the phone and did a. So you're talking about Ben Keys on the pod, yeah. And in such, we were talking before about how there's a top 150 players, and maybe if you're talking about Nick Dacos, that might, information might never find him. Yeah. But if you're talking about Ben Keys, who only has a small handful of articles written about him at that point, yeah. If you're posting tweets about him and posting yeah. information about him, then Ben Keys goes to Google search his own name or yeah. someone <laughs> yeah. closely connected to Ben Keys, and that would be coming to the top of the feed. Yeah, 100%. So you might be, yeah, funny in contact with him as such. Funny thing is, I think we tried two years later after he was the vice captain, and he had a little bit less time on his hands to, <laughs> yeah. to jump back on, but... Yeah, that was one. We had um, Trent Dumont um, when he was uh, playing at North Melbourne. Um, when he was actually a decent fantasy player, he'd come on as well. But it's also just been great to get in touch with, like, so many people I know now and associate with uh, through the AFL fantasy community. So, Warney's come on a few times, so from the AFL Fantasy Traders um, podcast. And we're actually really good mates now, just through fantasy and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, those are probably the, the, the big three when you get some actual AFL players or you get, like, actual AFL fantasy royalty on. They're probably some of the bigger ones. You did a live show last year, and I was part of that yeah. just before I moved to Melbourne, or before the footy season kicked off, really, so a couple months before. Yeah. But there was a live show that the traders did every year, and you hopped on. And yeah. I know, um, as such, the traders have held the sh- these shows before, and they get a pretty good turnout. 
um, it was at my workplace. This is why I know this. That yeah. They filled out the function rooms a few yeah. years in a row. I mean, then you held a show and your slot was before the traders rocked up. Yeah. And I remember early days, maybe speaking, I can't remember if I spoke directly with you or whether it was with a couple of other boys, but maybe thinking that maybe people might just roll in for the traders and might not get there too early and worrying about how much crowd was going to be there. But for Hef's segment of the show, large crowd turned up. Yeah, it was pretty much a packed house. Um, packed house, ready there. to go. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of those Keeper League listeners are quite a dedicated community. Yeah. Um, because you are the only one out there giving that information. Or, you know, like we said before, you can look up article after article on some of the guns, but yeah. you're providing the, the articles that people really, really want to find out. Like Angus Sheldrick. If you if you want to know something about Angus Sheldrick, you'll be digging deep for that. So yeah, there's um yeah there's a few we'll be you know talking about some crows, but like Billy Dowling, like was a, <laughs> was a big one on uh, that went on TikTok went, went really big. Everyone's kind of you know interested in him and stuff like that. So um yeah, this is what we do. We just try to find unearth the next fantasy star. Which just it seems weird that there's people out there that want that information. But like my opinion is there's a niche for everything. Like there is an, and a niche within a niche always. And there's you can't be the only one in the world doing it. There's always got to be people out there that essentially you know that are like you and want similar type of information and you see some of the trends like how is that popular or you know and some of the stuff my, my five-year-old son watches on you know youtube and things like that you're like what are you doing what are you actually watching but then you look at it and there's millions of views on this sort of stuff as well so there's there's a market for pretty much everything and we just kind of fell into one and it, it, it really started just two mates wanting to make a podcast but we didn't realize how much of a niche we'd actually hit and you know the audience would get out of it which has been pretty cool we'll cross back to producer Shrey now but there was a lot of interest in Lance Franklin kicking his thousandth goal and then people would never believe there would be a, the same amount of interest in someone kicking their first goal <laughs> so uh, it's very much I'd compare the traders they do the stuff like Lance Franklin thousand goal they've been around for ages they do the top 150 players Hef's unearthed this podcast of Trey kicking his first goal <laughs> that just many people want to find out about so it's all about being niche Trey like is the it. niche that's my that was my analogy that Trey is the niche good you've drawn it back to people that aren't as fantasy savvy like myself so yeah i can draw the comparisons <laughs> so what you're saying is people want more Shrey content is that what no you're i just said uh, there's a very niche <laughs> amount of people that want Shrey content they maybe aren't the same people that want the buddy content uh, i get you yep. um yep. but but when they want it they want it bad so you know yeah, when they want to find out about billy dowling they want it bad when they want to find out about Shrey, they want every pit of him so <laughs> how have you made the podcast sustainable it's something we've had this is episode 23 i don't know if we announced that 23 lance franklin Shane Warne, Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan Michael, Clark. Michael Clark, Michael <laughs> Clark. Oh, Jesus Christ! Um, I'm trying to think, Crows players. They had the McLeod, McLeod, and there was a recent one, wasn't there? Charlie Cameron, McAdam, Shane McAdam. Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, we're getting some good names. Hef <laughs> on the Resi Pod, illustrious <laughs> company. Um, but we've done 23 apps. <laughs> and we're starting to find our feet a little bit how many episodes do you reckon you've done throughout the years i know this, this exact number um because it was our 200th episode last week so and Ooh. we didn't actually make a big deal out of it because i only checked that after actually uploaded it and it was uh 201 this week as of yeah today so Jeez. yeah 201 episodes 201 do you reckon we'll get there willie we've got a lot of climbing to do <laughs> but 201's not not off the cards that's a yet. lot of producing for you Shrey. but how have you made it sustainable how have you kept it going all these years six years of a pod yeah Has there been hurdles that have come up along the way maybe some challenges you've faced that might have <laughs> made the show stop i know you said case is um more of a guest now and yeah. you've worked your way through different co-hosts and guests yeah it's definitely had its hurdles throughout the year um First and foremost, I should mention my beautiful partner, Charity. Um, thank you for letting me spend all this time. Pretty much every night um, after dinner, I disappear to the studio and uh, don't see her again until the morning type thing. So I'm working around the clock. But um, yeah, so a lot of a lot of hours initially um, put into it. So it was we started off just as something fun. Um, and then it was like, well, we've got we've to pay for podcast hosting. If we want better equipment, we're going to have to get some money out of this. So what kind of happened actually probably should take a step back what what kind of happened before that was like i need all these kind of data and stats and things like that to look at um players and i'm sick of trawling through you know stats pro on afl or whatever um you know fan footy and just kind of digging through and trying to find this niche stuff so like what i started to do was build databases of stats so kind of studying like um like kind of computer scripting and coding a little bit and find ways to kind of pull um, data from you know certain sites like AFL tables and fan footy and all that sort this of stuff. Very complicated stuff. <laughs> I used to do some fantasy podcasting. And I used yeah. to ship all this stuff off to everyone else because yeah. I couldn't get my head around any of it. Sometimes solitaire on my back is too much for me. Databases is a lot. For yeah. those who are good with computers, um, I, remember I did have Louis, who's a bit of a name in the AFL fantasy community, just pulling 
yeah. spreadsheets for me. I don't even know to have Excel on my laptop at the moment. So, <laughs> but yeah, you do these yeah. databases. Yeah, so I build these databases, um, and then from there I could kind of pull thing, pull names up really quickly and check things, or um, do some further analysis. You know, who was averaging, you know, centre bounce attendances. We didn't have centre bounces back then, but that's an example. Like who's having, who's having the biggest uptick over the last three weeks, or something like that. Um, you know, anything that's going to help us get a better indication of who's a good fantasy scorer. So I started doing that for the show, and then I was like, well, there's probably people out there that want this sort of stuff out there. So we started a Patreon in the early days um, and started chucking just these stats, um, these spreadsheets up there. So another thing was State League fantasy scores. They're very easy to get now. But um, the big thing was State League fantasy scores and getting those into like a, a bit of a database that was easy just to click on a player and have a look at what they average. Because like in keeper leagues, you want to know the players coming up through the ranks who could be good in a few years and that sort of stuff. So that was a big one, um, getting State League numbers. And then I started running a few projections and stuff like that. Who scores well against certain teams, that sort of stuff. So anyway, pulling all this data in analyzing it and then eventually it turned into um, putting it on a patreon page just literally uploading a spreadsheet file dot xlsx whatever it is um and then to saying hey if anyone wants this you can pay two dollars a month help support the podcast um that make, pays for all our bills that sort of stuff and you can get all these stats that's hard to find and you know hard to organize and stuff like that and like we got a few hundred people do that straight away, straight up, like in the in the first kind of month, I remember month or so. Actually, it's a little bit tracking back with the very first day that I met Hef was at a Port Intra Club, and there was uh, Dos Dossy, not Kate McDonald, but a different Dos um, of the, of the, the Pod Pod of the Pod Pod community, yep. and he had on his phone notes was tracking centre bounce attendances manually into his phone notes every centre bounce at this Intra, intra Club. Because this, these are now stats that the AFL website run with and they now you put on their app. And yeah. if anyone who checks the AFL app as frequently as myself and Shrey do yeah. on weekends, I don't know if Willie's the same because we haven't quite experienced yet, but we'll be at the footy and within a game, I could check that app 25 times. Yeah, oh, even more. Well, yeah. Um, but in that app is like kicks, handballs, goals, tackles, and you can even get real deep and get center bounce attendances, mm-hmm. kick-ins. And early days, talking about these spreadsheets, I remember seeing you guys manually entering this data into your phone that's like, that was actually the, the draft Dossie was on the draft doctors back then so we've got to be very how, careful like, to credit the draft doctors well, I'm just that saying way, how <laughs> little stat access to stats we had back in yeah, those days yeah. and um, to the point that we're Podcasters were manually counting stats and putting in spreadsheets. The draft, because uh, the draft, the work the draft doctors did there, the AFL saw people doing this and then they started doing it because they realized that's what people wanted. So a lot of this kind of stuff actually happens from on the back of you know what these fantasy coaches do and what they want type thing. Yeah, but those, you know, we're talking about spreadsheets and people paying two bucks a month. And some people listening maybe aren't into AFL fantasy and might be like, that's crazy that people want to pay two bucks a month just to find out some stats you can already get yourself, or people want to pay a, a sum of money, but. If you don't have access to these sheets, you might have to be that bloke at the game manually entering them on your phone. And yeah, it saves you a mountain of work. Yeah. And it's not even sometimes that. It's just like you get the raw data itself, but then you provide further analysis on that. So they don't have to go away and go, all right, who has had the biggest uptick in possessions over the last few weeks or whatever? Because, yes, you'll have to sit there with a calculator and work that out. So it goes that next step and kind of looks at all the useful stats and things that people want to see in terms of fantasy and then trying to put that into just a presentable format for them so that's kind of how it started um and now it's built into well then from there it was essentially wanted to uh, a better way to kind of host that patreon was taking a fair haircut off of it as well so i was like oh why should you know i don't know it's just not what i wanted to do um because it was it felt like it was a bit wasteful so it's good to learn about Shrey, <laughs> i'm gonna come back to Shrey, but don't, Shrey, get, me, don't yes. get me wrong did we get an email today yes we did get an email what was the email Will has started a Patreon without asking us. Wow. <laughs> it said, Will Taylor has signed you up yeah. to a Patreon. Okay. So there was discussion on the couch. Um, <laughs> it's a complete subtrum. I'm taking yeah. away from our this story. This could be a very good segue. But it's a very crazy segue. <laughs> yeah, it's a good segue. You, can, um, you might be the man to talk some sense into him because just before you hammer into Patreon and why we shouldn't be on it, Will, tell us why you want to be on it. Well, we were talking on the couch just as we do and... All of a sudden, the idea of just having sort of like a membership sort of set up thing popped up. And I thought, stuff it. We'll get the Resi's Patreon. Why did the membership come up? Why? What was going to be on there? This is a discussion. <laughs> Try, we'll, I could sell foot pics for $5 a month. That's oh, what I was saying. That was, that I was, thought it might be the OnlyFans kind of that, real. No, that, was a different, that was on there, Shrey. <laughs> that was that a different was a discussion. Different day, but that, was, that, that discussion <laughs> yeah. did happen. I wonder how that, that discussion did happen. We, it was more based around, okay, what can we sell to people? And people... We need some money. We had some yeah. ideas. <laughs> I did have some ideas. We're broke. <laughs> I said, we've got 60,000 on Insta, 100K on TikTok, and we're not making any cash off them. No one's giving us money. Shrey can't afford coffee. No. I can't afford 
tickets to go see Taylor Swift. What? <laughs> they're expensive. I don't know. I got into discussion with someone. Someone yeah. said they would have traded me Taylor Swift tickets for grand final tickets the other day. Guys, weird, weird sidetrack. But That's we come amazing. up with this idea. Can we sell to our followers videos that you can't find anywhere else? That so sounds a bit boring. <laughs> not only fans, but like maybe... It's just like weird content. Maybe out of our 60K on Insta, maybe 10% of them want, would like to see me swim in the Yarra for two bucks a month. <laughs> it's like a cameo, but it's a bit more personal and it's actually like Or a, maybe they want to it's see... It's like a tailored TikTok for yourself. One idea we had was how many of the followers and listeners want to see Shrey run a lap of the tan and if yes. so if they pay two bucks a month Shrey will go run that lap of the tan in a video series for you I'll, I'll chime in on this I do have a very strong opinion on this and it's it's not even about do people want to see you guys doing extra stuff or stupid stuff or whatever it's more about your listeners understanding that you guys put in so much of your own time to do this that after a while, it becomes unfeasible to keep doing it. So if they actually enjoy what you guys do... They then, probably then, don't. <laughs> yeah, we've read some comments. Yeah, I don't okay, know if they do. Yeah. But <laughs> if they do, if they do, like the listener kind of... Or the, your audience kind of needs to understand as well that like it could go away like, and it could not be there in the future if they don't get some support. You know what I mean? So and that's pretty much the model that I have run with the whole time. Because it's, it's kind of snowballed into this point where I was working after hours every night. You know, I'd, I'd work from after my son would go to bed, seven till midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, wake up at six o'clock, go to work the next day. It was getting to that point where it's like, I can't keep doing this. I'm so stressed. Like I'm, you know, having mental breakdowns, that sort of stuff. So, you know, then it kind of moved into, we'll go kind of back again, but I built this website essentially after the Patreon thing um, that houses all my stats and things like that. Now even like apps and programs and stuff like that that help you with the fantasy um, and things like that. And it's basically a, a subscription, a yearly subscription. Um, I've got members that tell me to charge more um, because they think it's too good to actually like cheat, but I just want to keep it accessible for everyone. Um, so that's happened. And so from there, I've been actually, to, I've been able to kind of like slowly reduce a, like a day at work kind of thing. Um, so last year, last two years, I've only worked four days a week and spent a day doing Keeper League, recording the pod podcast, writing my articles, um, recording all the video content, editing all the video content. So it becomes a part of there. your job because yeah. you're getting payment as yeah. such for it. So that is now part I'll, of your, my your Monday, job. My Monday, I'm legit working from, you know, on the on the website, everything I need to do to get the everything up running for the week. I will work from seven o'clock in the morning till five, six to when my family comes home type thing. And then probably do a little bit after work as well. But then it's like done for the day. You know what I mean? And I don't have to like not spend time with my family and like I can spend time with them later in the week or um, yeah and that sort of stuff so my members I made that very clear and I, I've got a private Facebook group and a Discord group with my members and I talk to them a lot I'm in there and I tell them how grateful I am um, of them to actually like support me in this kind of journey and this thing that I do because without them I can't do it I stopped doing it like my you know my family would have packed up and left long ago if they didn't have you know me around and stuff like that um, so that's kind of where this is where it's gone to and it's yeah back to your, your patreon thing it's, it's not even about like do people want to see that it's do people value what you guys do um that is the biggest the biggest part and if people value you then they should support you i would 100 sign up i support everything that i can well get i my think hands people on, so. if they knew that trey was gonna run a lap of the town <laughs> if he'd been asking for it for months <laughs> and he won't do it because no. he thinks it's it's gonna ruin him but if no. if you said trey i reckon we sign 100 people are gonna pay you two dollars that's 200 bucks yeah. 200 bucks is that gonna get you to run a lap of the tan That'd be sick. But then we also had this discussion is, is it a gateway to OnlyFans? Because <laughs> yeah. then the next month someone says, all right, 500 bucks, we want you to run the lap of the town shirtless. And the next month they say, $1,000, we want you to get your feet out. And then it just gets worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and obviously, Shrey gets hungrier and hungrier and hungrier for that life of royalty and 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 the money so maybe oh, oh, it becomes a gateway you gotta got stay humble i think that's the, yeah that's the uh, that's the fact so what there. i'm hearing is the patreon's a great way to go and we're going <laughs> to continue with it <laughs> and we will be taking we'll workshop it we'll workshop we will be taking suggestions well, for the first video if you if you do it if you do it let me know let me be the first subscriber please because yes. i would love to uh sign up and be number one on the list yeah. Yeah. i will do anything for money i will do anything for money down the barrel of the camera i will do anything for money we'll workshop it please so outside of the podcasting have what are some of the things you actually do some of the something that the listeners probably won't know about you <laughs> in your personal life um it depends how closely they follow me on twitter i have a I have a few loves first of all i love spending time with my son and my family and my partner as well um that's probably a big thing i, I really enjoy cooking um yeah. i'm a i'm a big uh, cook i'm a i'm a huge jamie oliver fanboy 
Um, if you go to my bookshelf, I legit have every Jamie Oliver book to the point like stuff that isn't wasn't ever available in Australia, like imported from oh wow overseas stuff wasn't printed here and things like that. So I've got every Jamie Oliver uh, cookbook at home. Is that where you and Case met by any chance? No, we met at we met through we played junior footy together in okay. the country. So Case made a birthday cake the other week. Yes, yes, and it was a seventy-two hour mission to make one cake, yeah. and I just thought cake in seventy-two hours. It was it the was most a, a, it was outrageous cake you've ever seen. It was um Cookie Monster. Yeah, it was a big cookie jar. There was like seventy-five different processes to this yeah, cake, yeah. Yeah. and you had to let layers set, and then you had to go make other layers, and, <laughs> and it was come back to it a day later type Jeez. thing. Yeah. Um, but I thought, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there could be some cooking TikToks coming from you Jeez, guys. That could that'd be, a, be, that'd that be, could be a tangent people don't really expect. Yeah. Well, but it, could it, be it works for Christian Petrarca. <laughs> so true, true. It worked for Shrey Trucker yeah. for a little uh, bit. Not yeah. that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. could see the Keeper League cooking show. Uh, so that's yeah, that's one thing. I love um like health and fitness. Um, I never thought because we could probably talk about my um my Resi's career. Actually, I have a quite a decorated Resi's uh, career. Here we go. Yes, now we're cooking with gas. Too good for us. Too good for not us. at all not at all because um i was actually a c-grade captain for a for a very long time and health and fitness isn't something i ever took seriously in my life it's something i've taken i take very seriously now Images but, um, of no health and fitness. <laughs> I'm very room. health and fitness. Well, you yeah. love health and fitness. Well, my nickname's, my nickname's Hef, and that was due to being like a bit of a heffalump, a bit of a large kind of uh, a character growing up, and it was always a name that stood to me. But um, yeah, I definitely played a lot of um, Resi's footy and stuff like that. So that's probably another thing if you want to if you want to go down that path, we could talk about that. A few BNFs, I'm hearing. <laughs> ah, a few league medal finishes. Let's go. League. Let's go. Very. Let's go back. It's C grade football here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I played this C grade my whole life. This is below Resi. Isn't Resi's the twos? They don't well, hand I'm them out the, down there. I'm in the three. Work hard. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I won a couple C grade uh, best and fairest for the mighty Walkerville Cats. Um, then worked my way up to being a, the captain of the C grade for a while. Played in two losing grand finals, which were hard. one was a kicker, almost a kick after the siren. We were up by five points with about a minute to go and lost that one. Um, then did work my way up to be the B grade captain at like Div 3 level from there. And then, uh, yeah, never won a flag, um, but won a few C grade best and fairest. So that's my, that's my Resi's career. Very nice. And now he's, now he's running marathons. <laughs> Half yes. marathons. Can you run a marathon, Willie? No, I can't run a few K. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so he's, yeah. He's, he's done the flip. He started in the C grade, worked his way up to B grade captain. Yeah. How does that happen? No, I don't like Never that. heard I don't of like it in my no, life. Like Normally it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, so what, happened, high up for me. what actually happened was I think we dropped a division. Um, lost a lot of players and then kind of the segue went up to be the Benjamin Button of footy (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe yeah yeah. no that's pretty much it cooking um, health and fitness and uh, spending time with the family I think that's basically it and I'm I'm a bit of a computer nerd as well I love video games Um, I love I've just started to like really get into coding as well so learning a few different languages um, stuff like that but that's mainly due to just trying to make the podcast or the website better for the podcast and uh, yeah, like I've built an app recently and things like that will help build an app recently and things like that so yeah it's always looking to improve this man I love it <laughs> yeah. I love it from the C grade to the B grade <laughs> yeah. well, I'm, a, I'm a teacher grade. so maybe it's a love from for learning from the C grade to the B grade <laughs> I've never heard of it I've not even smelled what a B grade B grade oval looks like it's always the other way no, I don't like it <laughs> yeah usually but, but yeah we do have some games and some challenges to play mm. this podcast yeah. um We've asked a little bit about the Keeper League and a little bit about AFL Fantasy. I'm hoping people that tune in know what AFL Fantasy is for a start. If you don't, look it up. We had a 1,000 plus people in our AFL Fantasy League the last two years. Yes. Um, which doesn't seem much, but there's only 200... I think there's 150,000 people on the app. So that's like... Yeah. We had one one fiftieth of the app just in our league. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty impressive. We're one cool. of the biggest leagues on the app. Um, so if you know Marmalade, I'm hoping you know AFL Fantasy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you'd already have half a sniff. And if you know the Keeper League, you definitely know AFL Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. We've got an AFL Fantasy quiz here. Oh, good. Here we go. I'm going to test your knowledge a little bit. Yeah. We're going to start off easy. I'm going to get harder. There's five matchups here. All right. So I've got five matchups of players in 2023. Two players per matchup, of course. Okay. Who average more? Oh, in 2023. In okay. 2023. Yeah. Obviously, last season. Yeah. First matchup: Patrick Dangerfield versus Mason Wood. Uh, Mason Wood. Okay, these are going to be too easy. Yeah. Well, no, they're starting easy, working <laughs> harder. Right? Really we know right. he's good at to his honest, game. This is this is like pretty like a, a a bit of a thing. Like with keeper leagues, you don't you kind of kind of fo- focus on the players you own. Yeah, and a, quite a, a lot of the time you don't actually take a, pay a lot of attention to what's going on. I know we do the podcast, and we do look at it a bit, but yeah, we, you do actually kind of focus. You do kind of fall in love with your own players, and if you don't, like, I don't own Mason Wood in any league, so yeah, you, you, they we can might, fall under the radar for you. Might catch him out. So yeah. that's the first one. Correct. I'm making excuses is really what I'm doing. Mason Wood average 92, Danger average 80 for those playing at home. Yeah. Uh, Will, do you want to read out the next one? So we got Cozzy Pickett 
and Bobby Hill. I'm going to go Bobby Hill. But I could be wrong with that one. We got it. We got it. What was what was it? Uh, uh, Cosy Pickett sixty three, Bobby Hill fifty. Ah, uh, my bad. Yeah, maybe one's getting Brad skewed Hill by the. Brad Hill would have been tight. Yeah, Brad Hill would have been very. Maybe tight. getting skewed by the grand final performance. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're we're one and one. You one tick, one cross. Next one. You probably have done a lot of research on these guys, considering you're in the keeper leagues. Yeah. Brody mm. Grundy versus Todd Goldstein. Yeah. So just last more. last year. Last year. Oh dear. I know Brody was low, I think it was about in the mid seventies. I've no idea what Goldstein was though last year. Didn't really pay any attention to him. Um I'll go with Grundy just because I think that seventy five, I think Goldstein did fall away a little bit. He's good. He's That's very good. Very Brody good. Grundy, seventy five, yeah. Todd and Goldstein. He said seventy five as yeah, well. I did Todd know Goldstein yeah. seventy three. Yeah. Oh, that's close, yeah. So they're getting a little bit harder. Yeah. They're getting a little bit harder. Well, I'm going to say the margin between yeah. these ones. Here. I'm, still, I'm still dirty. I didn't get the uh, the picket one right, but I don't. Small forwards are no good for fantasy, so you don't pay any attention yeah, to them. Yeah, <laughs> no, not good. no one picks them up. <laughs> these next two are two keeper league relevant players. I All think right. they were very heavily owned in keeper league, so okay. I think mm-hmm. it should be a good one. So we've got Jaden Hunt versus Blake Hardwick. Um, Blake Hardwick was good last year, so I'm going to go with Blake Hardwick. Correct. He's good. He's on the money. He's good. Blake Hardwick, 81. Jaden Hunt, 77. Jaden Hunt had a good spell near the start of his kind of run at the start, but then he fell away a bit. And then I think he picked back up late. Jaden Hunt, yeah. Everyone had him. Hunt did, yeah. 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 Well, a lot of people did. I didn't because that's probably why I finished 2000. So he's three ticks, one cross. Last matchup, this is the hardest of the lot. tough. Josh Dacos versus Sam Walsh. Josh Dacos I think Walsh was uh, Walsh was worse Yeah For a long time So Josh yeah. Dacos 94.7 yeah. Sam Walsh 94.6 yeah, yeah. That's silly <laughs> That was like Half a second between so You <laughs> finishing the question And half answering that That's impressive I just Yeah just had both front of them. I've been looking at them A lot bit lately I've been ranking a lot of players Lately as well But obviously I've got Sam Walsh ranked higher Overall But um, yeah I knew that average quite yeah, he's got all his Excel <laughs> spreadsheets. I didn't know if they were in his brain or if they're in his laptop. I'm, a bit, I'm, in his I'm brain. still dead. He didn't get five from five. He yeah. sells it for a living, so he's he's doing his best work. Four from five, pretty good there in the AFL fantasy quiz. Um, we're going to do a little bit on drafts as well because I mean those can be relevant to everyone. Those scores. I didn't play draft last year, so I'm keen to hear. We should play some draft this year. We should get like we should get a league going because. I was chatting to Katie McDonald about fantasy just before and he's never played and I think we can finally take him off at something. He's never played. He beats us yeah. in everything was, we do. He's almost 30. He hasn't played it before. Well, there's a lot of people that use the not-so-great site called Super. He hasn't Coach. played that either. No. no. He plays no fantasy. Yeah. Um, but he's, he beats us in everything we do. He's better than us at running. He's better than us at kicking. Better than yeah. us at goalkeeping challenge. We can finally beat him at something. Hmm. So we're going to okay. take him for a ride this year. We'll Pull tell him it's really down. easy and we'll say it's a $500 buy-in. And we'll just take Dossie's money and we'll take it straight to Jethro's and buy lunch for everyone. Yes. Can we just take his money? Because none of us have $500. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just won't tell him the rest of us haven't paid. <laughs> um, all right. So in drafts, there's things called ADP. Yep. What does that mean, Hef, for those average, playing home? Average draft position. So they take a large pool of numbers mm. where players get picked. Your draft versus my draft versus Will's draft versus Shrey's draft versus Ooh. Old Mate Down the Road's draft. Mm-hmm. And they pull them all together and work out which players normally, you know, most taken at number one, which player most that taken number two, yep. number three, whatever. Yep. So that's when ADP is. You have pick one in this year's draft. Who are you taking? Nick Dacos, without a question. And reasons why? Well, he's the only, he's the only player that in the top 10 probably that's listed as a defender, so something other than a midfielder. So He's good looking too. That's who. <laughs> that's a very good reason. But um, yeah, no, he's the only one he's not taken. But we're talking keeper leagues, yeah? Or yep. just dra- a draft? Yeah, it was yeah, keeper leagues. ADP. Like, let's do a keeper league. Yeah. Yeah. So like in a, it's just it's a no-brainer. He's going to be the best player fantasy-wise and possibly even just football-wise for the next ten years. So like, what is he? Nineteen, twenty, averaged a hundred and hundred plus last year, and he was injured for uh, the back half of yeah. as well. Like, it's a no-brainer for me that that kid is just going to be an absolute. He's a superstar. Like he's yes. just already probably the he almost won the Brownlow. <laughs> like, what, are, what are some things you look for with those early picks in drafts as well? Because you mentioned like he's a defender, so it's a little yeah. unique. What, how do you sort of weight those rankings and yeah so uh, I know rucks are very popular like the top yeah. two rucks are always popular yeah. first thing first and foremost like most leagues play with captains um, so that's a that's a big thing to look at because captains are obviously worth double points you need someone you can reliably put the captaincy on each week to score your double points so even though Keeper League is about drafting for the future you still need to fill out you know a team so I always make the example on our podcast like if you're going to say, let's just pretend that the AFL put every player back into the pool and each club, you know, North Melbourne and West Coast and whatever, they had to draft, every player was available, they're still going to pick Bont 
early. You know, they're still going to pick all those players really. And it's really not different for keeper leagues. You've got to set yourself up with the squad that you're going to be playing with for the next few years. Because in hindsight, it would be good to pick up Matt Rao, Nick Dacos, yeah. Kim, Gimby, Harry all, Sheasel, all these like, all those young, young blokes. Yeah. But are you going to win the flag in the next five years? Yeah, well, maybe some of them you will because the last few years have been a bit crazy with them. Um, but if you pick first up year players, but Bond and yeah. Jack Sinclair. Someone's got to win the first year, essentially. So yeah, want to be you. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's like a flag in the first three yeah. years versus a flag five years down the track what would you rather yeah i guess that's sometimes so that's the, the that's the first thing i'd go for um is just who can you reliably put the cap notch and and dacos is fits like all those you know all, all the bill there because he can you can he's young scores 100 plus most weeks you can put the c on him like and he's a defender so he's not you know midfielders are traditionally the easiest to come by defenders are getting a bit easier to come by but you still t- take a defender over a midfielder in terms of scarcity um as long as it's not you're not overlooking a captain option before it type thing so that's one thing um but yeah so you feel like certain positions a good ruck is hard to come by generally um especially if you're playing like a 12 team league you've got to have 12 rucks on the field what do they call it there's a ruck when it happens when someone takes ruck a run. Ruck, ruck run a ruck run generally happens yeah, so in a draft. usually what happens is the top two rucks or the top three or four rucks will go early in the draft because they average so think about the top three rucks we've got max gore on tim, tim english, english tim will go first rowan marshall probably settle those three Grundy's yeah. fallen way down but in the previous yeah. years it was Grundy yeah. you take him real early wits. well maybe not wits he's because, old now, but, yeah. because old but think yeah. about like English Gorn and Ron Marshall they're all averaging 100 and like you just said you want captain options you want regular consistent scoring now think about people like Wits, Toby Nankervis, Scott Lysets, and all those types of the last few years that maybe average a little bit lower, but are still very handy ruckmen. Mm-hmm. you got to play Raper. one. That's the thing. you got to play one on field. So. On field. Not yeah. every team's going to select four or five ruckmen, though. You can only fit a certain amount of players yeah. in. So once one team takes one, they all start to they tumble. The and it's funny fall. watching in drafts. You see how late some drafts the ruck run happens round two. Some drafts I've had the ruck run last way to the last round. Yeah, but that's the, one of the key things I've learned from doing drafts is yeah. that ruck run. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing. So yeah, that's another thing to to you look. You can at, also though. stitch your mates up, and I few years I picked three or four rucks in the draft, <laughs> knowing that someone's going to miss out. Another and, um another thing that you. people do is they well, they handcuff their rucks. So they'll pick their number one ruck. So if last year, for example, if someone had Tim English. They'd wait all their way to the end and pick Jordan Sweet. So, so, that so if like, English got injured, yeah. you're guaranteed to have someone on the field. Oh, yeah. So that's okay. a smart way. And you to know, play. no one's going to touch him because he's not going to play a game. No. But he'll be handy for your team if it does happen. Yeah. So you can stuff people up that way by picking up their handcuff because then they have to find another ruck relay. Mm. <laughs> unless, unless they pick a Sydney player because they've got like Hayden McLean, yeah. Peter Laddin, and then Grundy, Brody Grundy. There's <laughs> a few handcuffs you got out there. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> a few all. teams there an issue. But yeah, yeah, I was a big fan. I remember one year I picked up the top six rucks. That's and stitched up my league and yeah. then I got to trade him for whoever I wanted yeah bit of, you bit want of a ruck quantity. or you want a cop zero the issue is you don't have any midfielders and you can only play one of those rucks and the rest are on the bench pretty so much, you do yeah. shoot yourself yeah. in the foot a little bit yeah I was hand to hand combating everyone in my league just <laughs> seeing who wanted to jump in but yeah. alright next game we've got talking about ADPs people set their own rankings in yeah. the app and you can do that in the AFL Fantasy app as you can change the rankings they have the average that everyone in the app that uses the app has yep but you can go through and you can shift those rankings if you want. So if you like a player a little bit better than everyone else in the comp, you can move him up. And if you don't like someone, you can move him down. Rank these five players in in your own ADP and give us reasons why. Yeah. Jordan Dawson. Yep. Jack Sinclair. Took Miller. Rowan Marshall and Harry Sheasel. Who and keeper league. Keeper league. Right, I'm feeling so. a bit of took Miller with disrespect coming. That's <laughs> I'm uh, I'm putting I'm putting Harry Sheasel number one. Um, just the the age factor to be. He was the best fantasy score first-year player in fantasy of all time. So they've got the Michael Barlow medal. Um, that was the, that's the, the traders used to kind of be the best player, and he outscored him. So there was talk this year of having to rename the medal because no one ever thought anyone would beat Michael Barlow, you know, in his first season. Um, he did it this year. So he, it's kind of a no-brainer. I do think he might might regress a little bit this year because there's rumours that he's not going to be playing off that half-back line, which is a really nice role for fantasy. He goes in midfield. It's a bit more of a crowded midfield at North, but long-term, that kid's an absolute weapon. So And he's in the right spot. Yeah. Because he's not competing for his spotage where no. he's yeah. guaranteed the best yeah. development. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. I reckon that's probably on par with everyone yeah. else. So. so after that, I'm probably going to go Roll Marshall. Um, that ruck factor. He's a little bit older. Um, I know that. But to lock away a good ruckman... Um, early on in the piece very important to do so um, I think I'd go Rowan Marshall next in my rankings just to kind of lock that away because yeah out of the others like I feel like they're kind of 
you can find comparable players. Um, when you're picking up Rowan Marshall, you know, Tim English is probably gone by then. You're going to have um, probably someone like Nan Curvis or Kieran Briggs that are going to go soon after that. Um, maybe might be rating Briggs a bit too highly, but I love that guy. But um, so, yeah, Rowan Marshall might be a, a guy that would probably go, yeah, next, I reckon. What about the next one? So, what the other three? Jordy Dawson, Jack Sinclair, and Took Miller. Oh, so I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go Dawson next. Um, very good captain option. Um, he's a player that the Crows want the ball in his hands at all times because he's the best user they have. Um, I think probably he's going to cop a bit more attention because I think we saw at the end of last year they put tags on him a lot more and it did stifle them a bit more. Hopefully moving Matt Crouch in the midfield kind of breaks it up a little bit. But he's their most damaging player. Um, they want the ball in his hands. So if he can get off the leash and avoid a bit of attention, he'll be the next one. You chuck the C on him, no worries. Out of the last two, um, it was uh, Jack Sinclair. And Took Miller. Jack Sinclair would be next. Pretty unfairly like to not have him higher, to be honest. Um, but he's that kind of halfback flanker that can go on the midfield. Another very viable captain option. Um, he's kind of the player that will probably go in second round in most draft as well, where I think most of those other guys probably go first round. He, Sheezel might go a bit later, but I just like putting the kids a bit higher in a keeper league draft. So um, he's the next one. And then Took Miller, all credit to the guy. He was the best AFL fantasy scorer in the, in the league a couple of years ago. Um, but I think that... Gold Coast midfield has just developed a little bit more. Noah Anderson's become an absolute gun. Lots of kids coming through. Yeah, you've got um, then you've got Matt Rowe who plays that kind of tough inside role. Then you've got Bailey Humphrey who's probably going to spend a bit of time in there this year as Trey's well. Trey's been shaking his head. Yeah, yeah. lots of shaking I just of the head. Took Miller. So the first year I ever played AFL Fantasy, yeah. um, I drafted Took Miller in my draft and I won my entire draft. <laughs> I think that was the year he scored the yeah, in the yeah. club. So, so it's my favourite player. He was definitely in my team that year, my classic yeah. team for sure that year. Um, him and Jack Steele I think went Head to head for average that year, but mm. uh, he's a bit attached to him. Yeah, Schrader, right? yeah. yeah. When I first met Shrey, he was a big fan of Took Miller highlights, and yes, um, I still love Took Miller highlights. Yeah, what was your team name? Uh, you had it after, but named after Took Miller at one point. I can't remember. I can't oh, remember. Gosh, oh, he's given up. <laughs> Producer Shrey axed. <laughs> well, that's done. That's <laughs> our little games. <laughs> been. That's our little games we had booked in. We did ask the fans for some questions. There was a few curly ones in there, and I have some questions of my own. I want to chuck on the end. All right. Will, do you want to? Ask the first question. Ah, uh, happily. Surprised so, you got any questions to be honest. So the first one, first one is from Kays. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, when will the podcast with Warren Treadray start? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can t- talk this much. That shouldn't be uh, the front of in, in light. But uh, no, funny story. Um, I made a meme about um Ken Hinckley. People, people that know me know that I'm not a fan of Ken Hinckley. We won't go into uh, into it in too detail in this podcast because um I might get a bit too angry, uh, a bit too animated <laughs> for this podcast. But um. I made a meme. Um, it was uh, one more time from uh, I think America's Got Talent or one of those Got Talent show. England's Got Talent, UK's Got Talent, whatever. Britain, that's one. Um, uh, where the guy takes off his uh, top and the seat, uh, the high vis vest is underneath, and he keeps taking it off. So I was just like, one more time. Ken Hinkley gets a new contract, um, one year, two years, and it has Simon Cowell looking depressed, and I had Port fans on that and that sort of stuff. So anyway, about four months after that, after Port lost the um, semi-final. Warren Treadray slid in my DMs and just said this um, this went well or something like this aged well type thing because obviously he's not a fan of Ken Inkley as well as things in the media as well yeah. so been chatting a bit on social media and stuff like that so yeah just Kays just knows I've been talking to Warren Treadray behind the scenes that's all <laughs> he's um, a little insight <laughs> I don't want to pot shot Warren Treadray because he follows he follows this pod yeah but do you think he's struggling for people to talk to a little bit <laughs> Lately? If he's talking to me, definitely. Jesus. Please don't be listening, Warren <laughs> Treadway. Please don't be. Please don't be. No, but people not like Warren Treadway. Have you not been in tune with what's going on with Warren Treadway? He's pretty oh, controversial. He wouldn't figure. get the COVID yeah, jab. He's yeah, a bit yeah, controversial. He lost his job at Channel Nine. Yeah. He made some controversial calls about Port Adelaide, and they yeah. basically shunned him from the club. But he's so trying to get on the board now. He's so, trying um, to get on the board yeah. to upset the club. He's trying yeah. to get on the board to, to overthrow the, the club. More so, I, I, do, I, I don't want to get too much into Port Adelaide issues here, but I think he's going to, if he gets on, he will provide that kind of, just a different voice to everything that's gone on. Like everything's happened for the last 11, 13 years, 12 years with under the current regime. Nothing's really changed. We want a flag. So he might going to be a little up. bit rogue. Yeah, yeah he's going to come in mm-hmm. and just be opinionated I think on everything and want to fight everyone on everything. Hand-to-hand. Um, yeah. Maybe not hand-to-hand, but more just debating-wise. But, yeah, um, yeah it's interesting time for if you're Warren Treadway. Please don't listen to this podcast this week. <laughs> I like you, Warren Treadway. He is, he is controversial, but I always we'll see We'll get you on. We'll get you on, I promise. Always Warren, I've got no issues with you, brother. <laughs> you're not a cool, calm, collected. Um, next question from James0988. What made you start the podcast? I mean, you touched on it a little bit before. Yeah, it was really just... I was listening to a lot of podcasts um, at the time. It was about six or seven years ago. And I'd been listening to podcasts for a long time. Um, and I just wanted to start one, really. And because I'm, 
I love like um, so I'm a trained sound engineer um, and I'm actually a music teacher now but I kind of focus on um, electronic music and um, teaching kids how to record things in the studio and stuff like that audio has just been a big passion of mine a big interest of mine in producing quality audio so I just wanted an outlet to do that I got sick of playing music on gigs like you know gear around to gigs and stuff like that so I kind of want an outlet to do that I wanted to start a podcast because I was listening to a lot of them um, and yeah essentially I just love AFL fantasy so that was the three things that kind of all came together never ever did I expect it to go this far I didn't expect to get a listener type thing um, but yeah here we are now six years down the track and it's basically it's a business now <laughs> like I'm running it from my house but yeah it's got a beautiful that's voice for podcasts doesn't he <laughs> yes something must be something about working in the industry for a while it's just maybe yeah beautiful voice <laughs> the next one here we've got is from lucas wills how many and what other fantasy podcasts do you listen to oh I, I basically listen to everyone um so the traders like original the goat and those guys have like they spooked me so much when i when we came up they'll retweet everything the first episode came out they'd retweet it you know back then it was unheard of and then i think two days later warney was in my dms just saying like love the love the first episode keep it up it's great that sort of stuff um so those guys the original the best might not be for everyone if you want to go super hardcore because they've got to cover the every man and that They're sort of bit, stuff i try put it half does the niche stuff Whereas the traders do like the top player, like the cream yeah. on top of your coffee. They just yeah. have to do the stuff that sometimes yeah. looks nice and sounds nice. I'm not sure what your mainstream radio is over here. They're the Triple M and we're probably like the Triple J. Even yeah. probably, probably community radio is actually probably more yeah. accurate for us. Yeah. But, um, so sometimes the yeah. traders get, a, not hate, but they, um, they're for your everyday fantasy listener. Yeah. Whereas if yeah. you really want to win a league or you want to find all the inside info, you have to dig a bit deeper sometimes. Yeah. So they're, they're the ones. Um, just doing so much work with... Um, Dossie over the years, um, Pod Pod. I love the pod, the Point of Difference podcast. You've even heard of that one before. Um, I think just Dossie is just a genius with his wit and memes he comes up with. I don't know and if we can announce it, but Dossie is behind Footy Grid. Is that yes, he's correct? a man behind Footy Grid. Yes. Well, one of the man, one of the two oh, men behind Footy Grid. So he didn't know that. Yes, no. Yeah, the creator of Footy Grid. Div Twelve Resi's had a grid earlier in the year. People online was just big enough to get a grid. How did you get a Footy Grid? I can make I can make it happen. I can make it happen. Who else wants a grid? We're selling them. Yeah, selling them for two dollars a month. Two dollars a month on the Patreon. What was I on the grid? But, uh, um, on the footy grid. Some other. <laughs> some no one cares. No one actually cares. Shit at footy. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> Two touches. Fat and haha funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. That was, was all of us actually. Yeah, that was all you. Here we go. Me for all nine. Uh, could have played AFL if not for insert excuse and less than one recovery session in his career. <laughs> not wrong. Pre- pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that one, uh, Hatch Out's good. Draft Doctors as well. Stevie Fizz is um, is the man. Another guy that really supported us um, going up. And he's a bit more raw than your, your average uh, AFL fan says what he really thinks. And he's a very, very, he used to be a stand-up comedian, actually. So he's a very funny man. Um, so they're probably the big ones. Lane Kicking, when you were you were doing that back in the day, that was a, a bit Do you ever cool, find but... imposter syndrome a little bit with a podcast? Because, I mean, you talk about listening to all these other podcasts and they've all done their own stat digging and they've all got their own research and who they think is going to be hot that week. Do you ever listen to them before your own record and be like, I don't want to sound like that pod because they brought up this player? Or Not not really. If anything, I will. they will give me good ideas that I'll, and I'll credit them for it. Like so-and-so said this today and I really agree with it type thing. Um, the thing about the AFL fantasy community, it sounds super strange, but it is super supportive of one another. It's like people talk about Twitter or X being a, a super negative place, but if your X feed is full of AFL fantasy stuff, it's actually like a super supportive, super like great vibe on there. And that's until what you is. put up the wrong piece. Yes, of advice. don't yes. um don't put up the wrong bits and pieces. But at the same time, like I always think, if like someone really needs to go to their way to you know have a crack at you, then you know you've probably they've probably got a pretty good life, so it's fine. <laughs> Next question from Jay Best: Player you really like this year that nobody is currently talking about. Or a player that I really like that no one is really talking about. Um, I'm interested in Massimo D'Ambrosio. Um, got a nice uh, name. Good, yeah, good name. Good I just name, feel I look, looking at Hawthorne's backline. I have no idea where he fits in. Um, yeah, does he even play? Yeah, he does he even play that sort of stuff. But why did they target him? Like, He's got what, they went kicking. Up. Yeah, that's it. And like, I know their midfields had some poor kicking yeah. over the years. He's yep. also handsome. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I know they struggle a bit with kicking efficiencies. Yeah. So he's definitely like a player that is um wasn't getting a game at Essen obviously, and he was always been touted as a player that um very nice leg, the kind that you'd want the ball in his hand. So I think if he can get a game, he's definitely someone I'm looking at. But um yeah, I don't think anyone's talking was about him. Was he mid-season drafted out of Box Hill? Yeah, he was. Yeah, two two uh, Essendon. Yeah, at, Ess- yeah. at Essendon. Or, yeah. And then yeah, probably wasn't going to get a game at Essendon. So yeah. I think maybe Hawks just 
chimed in on their luck. Their, their like, backline's their backline's not dissimilar from Essendon, where they've got a lot of names that can roll through there. So I'm not sure where. But he wouldn't have been in. too expensive. Like, yeah. Maybe they know fairly, something we don't. Yeah, well, well, just think it would have been a cheap acquisition, and um, he's in a good age bracket that they're probably mm-hmm. looking for, yeah, and twenty years old, bit so. of depth, and yeah. good to target. But he has good kicking skills, and he's got a good name, and yeah. he probably yeah. would sell a few Guernseys yeah. because he's got a good name and a good face. So, yeah. so that's someone yeah in my keeper league. I'm definitely looking at. Fair enough. Well, why, yeah, why didn't target them? Yeah. I said so I had a few questions of my own. First one, I want to go back to the punishments that we were speaking yeah, about okay. before. So in the Keeper League world, I don't know where it stemmed from. Maybe it stemmed from America. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But um, there's this big thing where obviously there's you can buy into league sometimes. So my most expensive cash league last year was a $500 buy-in. Wow. Um, I have been offered What's leagues. the prize for that then? It's crazy amounts. Yeah, yeah. But I've been offered in the past leagues, classic leagues, with two and a half four grand buy-ins wow, didn't okay. buy into them thought thought possibly we thought better of it but at the time just thought I should be spending my money on something slightly better like um, KFC and yep. chocolate donuts yep. understandable and barn maize and barn maize yeah. <laughs> um, but so obviously first place you can win a bit of cash or first sometimes first second third yeah yeah but the last place they give you a punishment yep so you so losing $500 isn't enough well the other year I think I won a, 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 about a grand out of one of my leagues yeah. which I thought was pretty cool around end of season you're yeah. going on end of season footy trip so, so in keeper leagues there's a the tanking's an issue because uh, you get the first yeah pick. because you get the first pick of the next year so yeah. you don't want people tanking and not competing just so that you know they know Nick Dacos is coming up in the next draft yeah. to tank so there needs to be something to keep them accountable um, at the bottom of the ladder yeah, that's exactly it. yeah that's yeah. a good explanation that's yeah. very smart so yep. to, to avoid that leagues have brought in punishments yep. and they first off just started as pretty basic punishments but through Twitter and through the fantasy community and through podcasting they've got extreme yeah what are some of the most extreme punishments you've heard or been involved with? Or I might, I've never finished bottom, so I've never had to do it. Oh, but um, nice. <laughs> but my mine was um, that they we we had one, a league where everything was like um, specific to the person. So if this person lost, they had to do this, and if this person lost, mine was I had to go to a showdown, massive port support, obviously, go to a showdown wearing a crow's guernsey. Oh, um, yeah. That was my punishment for hurt. one of them. The funniest one I've heard is I know this is a G-rated show, but um, the loser had to make. A, a nudie calendar um, oh, for yes. the rest of his league mates so or a sexy calendar um, first let me get so he had to hire a photographer do 12 different photos 12 different locations um, for their league mates um, and yeah the league mates held it and got to keep it and decide what to do with it from there would there, be some so. costly punishments too like that is a costly punishment a photographer yeah, yeah. printing up 12, 14, 16 calendars yeah, in your league yeah. so that, that would was be the most generic one like the, generic the most common one I've seen is the McDonald's McDonald's one. challenge yeah, yeah. so McDonald's it's one. 24 Big Macs 24 cheeseburgers, I think. 24 cheeseburgers. Oh, we have this conversation all the time. Yeah. Yes, I think yes, in, yes. in America it started as Big Macs. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Maybe, yeah. But yeah. maybe in Australia our, our cheeseburgers are pretty big. And, yeah. and they're only two bucks. Sometimes hamburgers are two bucks. Yeah. How do we know we, that? We know. I think Big Macs is impossible to eat 24. But yeah, 24 and 24 yeah. hours. Oh, sorry, you get 24 hours at McDonald's, but you get to take an hour off at every cheeseburger or a Big Mac that you eat. So if you, if you, you, know, uh, if you eat 15, you, know, you get to take 15 hours off type thing. And... That's still so. Yeah. 24 cheeseburgers. I want to try that for not even a full yeah, food. Well, is that breakfast? Last yeah. year <laughs> last year I was in a league with Louis, um, who I used to run a podcast with in the fantasy realms, and he's a bit of a fantasy guy, but we were battling out for last place. All year, we sucked. We had all of our players got injured, and we just sucked. And for most of the year, I was last, and in the last round, he went down to the wooden spoon, and so he had to go do the hamburger challenge, cheeseburger challenge. He hasn't done it yet, but he has been messaging me every now and then saying, surely you come and help out because you deserved last place. <laughs> <laughs> so there could be on the cards when I get back to Adelaide a bit of a cheeseburger challenge. I wouldn't mind tucking into a few. Well, and, there's content in that, so I'm yeah. happy to see it. <laughs> well, there's some good ones that we've seen like boat racing and, and the traders posting up every year. I know they put up put up a few of the, the challenges and there's also ways that you can get your draft order as well, which I've seen. Yeah, like there's lots of different things. Like, yeah, a lot, again, a lot of the common ones are... Um, uh, putting money on a or watching a horse everyone dr- dr- we did that one year so yeah, you pick a race to the Melbourne Cup is after footy season normally yeah. 24 horses yeah so there's a lot of, you need a lot of horses you've got a big league not, most races have about 12 yeah. horses but sometimes you need like 18 players or whatever yeah so you each pick a horse and wherever it finishes in the in the race that's where your pick is yeah I'm trying to think of some more obscure ones but I haven't heard a lot of those ones there's the boat race one I've seen you get 24 paper boats and put them in a river and see which one crosses the line I did actually did one one year with uh, one of my leagues um, it's more of a draft league but I put um, everyone's name on a piece of of paper around the room and um, put dog treats down and unleash my dog 
um, and which uh, which uh, order they ate the treats in was that's the draft great. order. So that was one that I tried. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Yeah, I remember we um, we simmed a Mario Kart game. Yeah, once that's as a lot well. of one. Yeah. So yeah. you don't get to play; you just play as CPU. Okay. And then yeah, whatever. we simmed a FIFA tournament. Everyone got a team. We got putting as out, so you got to pick a team. Yeah, um, so okay. you'd pick a five-star team, obviously. You know, you, we did, I think, international teams, France, Italy, all that sort of stuff. And then, yeah, simmed the FIFA tournament to get the draft order. That was another oh, one. So, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Like Might have to do something similar for... We'll have to come up with something one. really outrageous if we're going to do one with all the other content creators. There yeah. has to be something really, really outrageous that makes Kate and McDonald feel very unwell. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, move on from the questions. I normally do a segment called Checkers Checkout at this point. For those listening to last week's podcast, we did it. It got cut out because Jarrah Davis does not shut up. Oh, yeah, Jarrah. It, it was recorded. We, did. Yeah. we sat here in this room and I did the checkout. But Jarrah Davis just fucking talks forever. Hey. He doesn't, doesn't stop talking. What, he's did like, he, what did he say? He's like a LinkedIn wrong. post, but like just in your face uh, and like just there. So my checkout went for 44 minutes and we had to cut it out of the podcast. Oh, otherwise, it wouldn't upload. I was, I was thinking oh, I didn't I hear guess. it last week. So, yeah. so this week I just brought show and tell. I didn't bring food. I didn't want it to go on forever. I'm I've been told really hungry, to so cut it down. I just brought in no flex or anything. Just this hat that I've had at home. Yeah, just this hat that I've had at home for a while. Um, so explain to listeners or people watching the vodcast <laughs> what the hat represents. Yeah, so I just got this hat. It looks pretty cool. What's written on it? Um, AFL Fantasy yeah. 2019 and for some reason there's an 11 on the oh, side what, is that? what does that mean? what does that mean Will? What's the, what's the, is it you came 11th in the country? Yeah, I came 11th in 2019 these, these in hats AFL are the Fantasy. most like coveted things in AFL Fantasy like everyone wants one of these things and if you've got one of these things you're an absolute legend of the game you'll be talked about for generations that's the kind of status that you hold so this bloke is being talked about for generations 100% he's an AFL Fantasy man mm. anyone here you hearing this show? Uh, I'm not. I'm choosing not to listen. <laughs> How much do you reckon these are worth, value-wise? They're they're priceless. Priceless. You, you cannot, I don't know if you can sell them. You cannot sell them. Like I've always wanted to sell it. I don't want to wear it. There's not. There's not a on my head. There's not a human fit good. There's not a human in the world or in the country that would feel <laughs> right huge, about right. taking that. Yeah, that you doesn't should, fit. You should sell that. <laughs> so I was like, all these people want this hat so bad. It's like. It's almost like stealing from like Egypt or something. Like, yeah, it's sick to have in your house, but yeah. you can't get value money for it. Yeah, because no one, it's no like, one's it's illegal. It's, it's not right. It's like it's not, it's yeah, not right, it's like stolen. An ancient or artifact or something. It is. It's yeah. like a, yeah, ancient artifact. Yeah. I, everyone wants one, but no one wants mine. Yeah. Is there no. a rule where AFL players who play fantasy can't get hats? That's correct. Well, yeah. who, who Harry West Coast? Yeah, it was West Coast. Was it player, Harry Edwards? Uh, no, West, yeah. it wasn't Harry Edwards. It was someone else. I remember. Harry oh, Barnett. He's a ranger fella. He's a ranger fella. He plays in the rock. What's his name? No, it wasn't Bailey Williams. I reckon, I reckon it was Harry I'm, Edwards. I'm, I think it was Harry Edwards, man. Harry Edwards. Yeah. yeah. Last year. Finished, years ago. finished yeah. third? Yes. Oh, and it was a top 10, I reckon. Yeah. 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 Which top 10, there's other prizes involved too. Yeah. For those playing at home, this is 11 on this hat. Yeah. So you won absolutely sweet. Jack FA. shit. Actually, I'll tell you what I did win. Uh, you win at the top of your clubby support league. So I was St. Kilda fan. I won the St Kilda League, so they gave me a hundred and twenty dollar voucher for the AFL store, uh-huh, which uh-huh. is I meant to buy a St Kilda Guernsey with. Yeah. I bought a Bulldogs Guernsey with number seven on the back because Bailey Pretty, Smith was uh, it that year, and he was six. He was six. six. Sorry, he was six on the back. Um, and I already had a heap of St Kilda Guernseys. So I didn't need a new one. Yeah, so enough. I just wanted a Bailey Smith Guernsey to wear the footy training. The hat is worth it. It's, it's more than any. Well, it's not it's because if you finish 10, you get $1,000. And oh, if you finish enough. 9, you get 1500 If you finish 8, you get 2000 And I didn't finish any of those positions. In all honesty, someone offered me if someone offered me $1,000 or a hat that I legitimately earned in one, I'd take the hat every day of the week. Damn, I was going to say, I will give you this hat for $1,000. <laughs> like I said, it, it doesn't feel right owning Damn. it. Damn. <laughs> How far close did you get to a hat? Closest I've got, um, 700 and 720th, I think, is the closest I've got That's ever. That's pretty far out. But yeah, not not close enough, unfortunately. Mm. Well, the hat was the year that myself and Louis were doing lane kicking. The first year we started it was the year they got the hat and Louis finished about 1,000 and yeah. he has not got one yet. Yeah. But Louis, he's still doing fantasy podcasts. Louis due. I haven't done fantasy podcasting for a while. Um, so, yeah, maybe this is the year that Louis gets one. And if not, I'll offer him this hat when he's blind drunk for 500 bucks. We'll see how we go. <laughs> Beautiful. That's, That's Checkers Checkout for this week. Sorry, Good guys. No I'm food for you, Trey. Checking out your hat. Jared, yeah, it's a show and tell. I might <laughs> yeah. change the segment sometimes. Yeah. Just uh, Barn Me review. We have not done this week. We've done it the last few weeks. But I thought I we could can't do... afford a Barn Me. That's why we haven't done it this week. Trey's yeah. got no money. So, Hef. Do you indulge in bar meets? Do I ever, but I only ever go to the one shop. Perfect. This is what I want to know because I'm going back to Adelaide tomorrow yep. for the test match. And while I'm in Adelaide, I want to try out your favorite shop. 
It's actually called Vietnam. Um, it's across the road from the TAFE, Regency Park that's a TAFE. country. Uh, you've been to the... Uh, you've been to the... Uh, I know. And that's Will on the boundary. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Will. Yes. No, I've got to fight a Vietnam to get this bar, man. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, it's called Vietnam. Um, I think it's actually got a Vietnamese name, but the, the, the name, they just call it Vietnam. Um, Van me. And yeah, it's across the road from the uh, Regency TAFE, next to that brewery I took uh, you guys last time you guys oh, were like, next door to you that. You might have to pop next to the, to yeah, the brewery yeah. as well yeah, so. and get those um, crumbed mozzarella sticks. That <laughs> oh, I'm that's having. right. There, you went back for seconds and <laughs> yeah. thirds. Huh? Yeah. Seconds and thirds. <laughs> yeah, What's I the brewery was, called? Uh, brew Boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know I know that barn me shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're good. Yeah, very good. They're good. Yeah, yeah. Regency, yeah, yeah. 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 Totally. Uh, they're not as good as Fulham Garnet. It's good. A little bit of bias there. I think. Well, I'll go check it out with Jim Brady this week. Just saw it. We haven't done one this week because Trey's got no cash. Good thing. Yeah, Jim, no one wants to shout me a bar. Jim Brady earns six figures, so I can go get him to buy us a bar. Uh, me while we're in Adelaide. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's basically the podcast. We'll finish up with a little outro. What do we got coming up this week? I just said I'm going to Adelaide for the test match. Mm. Will and Trey will come back to you in a sec. But Hef, what have you got? You're in Melbourne for a few days, and then you head back to Adelaide. Yeah, back- in Melbourne for a couple of days. This is the kind of all the content stuff I've got to do. I actually launched an app today that I'd like to uh, plug. If that's yeah, all right. get nice. get stuck in. Sweet. So yeah. Um, uh, the mock draft simulator, keeper league specific mock draft simulator rolls off the tongue nicely, uh, but yeah, launch one of those today. So if you, those who don't know anything about fantasy, or whatever, um, in the draft format, a mock draft um, lets you just kind of practice drafting, so you can kind of get a gauge of where players are going to go in your draft and the value and all that sort of stuff. I built one um, with a with a friend for uh, for keeper leagues, um, so it kind of factors in younger players and future value and position changes and all that sort of stuff that you can practice drafting your keeper leagues with. So that's available on the website um, keeperleaguepod.com um, for the members on the site but there's also a, a demo that people can play around with and get a get a gauge from there also gives you average draft positions for keeper leagues so you can see what what the usual player is going pick one and that sort of stuff so to well. download this you go to the keeper league website yep just check the app store it wasn't in there sorry no nah, it's, it's, it's a web app sorry so web, it runs on the website website yeah, yeah, so yeah, you yeah, get yeah. on the keeper league website there's a heap of yeah. other stuff in there too that's obviously where you can subscribe for those uh, spreadsheets yep. and extra stats is yep. there sometimes extra pods that go up on there do bonus pods wrong? yeah we do, we're do. we about to start ranking um, we, we'll do a top 100 defenders top 100 Ooh. midfielders top 30 rucks and top 100 forwards top so 100 we, forwards yeah it's going to be brutal this Jeez. year but we do it every year we battle through it um, to help you kind of dig deep in your drafts from there so we do that um, coming up and then we do bonus podcasts kind of talking through while we pick those we can do bonus well. podcasts but no one listens to the main podcast yeah, so yeah <laughs> I had a look at the Stumps recording the other week and we were a little bit down on the bonus podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe in the future when we, when we build it up. Uh, so Keeper League yeah. website, obviously heap of extra content you can get for fantasy. If you want to roll a few people, there is cash leagues out there. So um, I I personally buy the AFL Fantasy in-app plug-in every year. I think it's about $13, $14 yeah, for memory. Yeah, it's not, not expensive. Yeah. Try, I don't know if you bought it before. Uh, I bought it one year, the year I, ca- I, I finished my best. So worth yeah. it. So it is uh, worth it. Probably not. <laughs> and then, I mean, if I was in the cash league or competing against my mates for a little bit of coin or bragging rights even or trophies, I guess those plugins can be very helpful. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. They, well, they, if you're buying 500 bucks, what's an extra $60? Well, yeah, well, what's an extra 15 30 40 bucks yeah. uh, especially if you're playing off for bragging rights like yeah. you often pay that just to rub it into your mate's face it'll definitely help you go up the ladder someone like will who sucks at fantasy he'll i don't know i don't know what can help him but it will, it is a starting point yeah i'll be buying all of hef stuff this year to, <laughs> to help myself get in front of joel and try for sure that's the that's the clip for the week i think yeah right <laughs> recommended well that's uh that's what we got coming up we BBL season just finished. We're going to the BBL tonight, actually, um, to watch the Melbourne Stars last game at the MCG mm-hmm. before footy season kicks off. So I guess after tonight, last BBL game, it basically is footy yeah, season. Yeah, I'm going to dive yeah. deep into um, fantasy. Um, Which is why I thought it was a really good time to chat some fantasy. No, this is good. Um, the last thing I have in the spreadsheet is Trey has 993 so days good. to go. We can turn Trey's mic off, so just pretend like Trey's not talking right go. now. But Trey has 993 days to go. I have a suggestion for one of the days. So last week on the pod, we were talking about Wheat Bix and trying to get Jake Fraser McGurk on the Wheat Bix box. Uh, something that popped into my head is the Wheat Bix Kids Triathlon. <laughs> what? Well, there's something he's doing when he gets his kid or before he gets before his kid? Before he gets his kid. You well, know, he probably it's have like to a, go to him after he gets his kid. Just to experience what it's like to have yeah, one. Okay. Well, it's just okay. like a bucket list item. Okay. And I reckon for the Patreon, one of the first videos <laughs> is we... We could all do it or we could just get you to do it at a premium price. <laughs> 
you do the Weebix Kids Triathlon. So I don't know what it is. So Weebix so Pug a, boxes as a kid, you could sign up to a triathlon. They had them around Australia. You sign up, you do the Weebix Kid Triathlon, and everyone gets a medal. It was just a feel good thing. Be like the Premier's Reading Challenge. I did it. It was really good fun. And this is what you'd have to do: two hundred meter swim, an eight kilometer bike ride, and a one point five kilometer run. That doesn't sound very fun. We could get you... What about if you're getting paid $2 per month from listeners for this? Yeah, that, I might do it. <laughs> Change this chair. We can workshop something out of it. Yeah, but I, I wanted to put that forward to you. And we can put you at a premium price. I hate this part of the podcast. $4 per month. <laughs> Anyways, we, we, I think we've learned, number one, AFL Fantasy is just around the corner. Learned some insight into draft. Obviously, Will hasn't played a lot of it, and neither has Shrey, and they've hopefully learned some things. Mm. Number three, we've learned we're getting a Patreon... <laughs> Don't know why, but we've already got one, actually. We'll sign us up. Just let me be number one subscriber, please. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Thanks for coming on the potty, Hef. Um, Appreciate your time, and we look forward to hopefully chatting some fantasy with you later in the year, and when we come across to Adelaide, hopefully jumping on a few pods. Yeah, absolutely. Love to have you guys back. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on. I've enjoyed it. Cheers. Thank you very much, Hef. And thank you to everyone for listening once again to episode 23. If you did enjoy, please rate it five stars on Spotify. If you're listening on any other platforms, maybe iTunes or Apple Podcasts, or follow us on them. Uh, if you're watching on the vodcast, subscribe, like it, share it to your friends. And that's been us again. Thank you. i got one more thing I wanted to play. Okay. Um, today I was doing deep dive on some research. Um, on the lounge Shrey was what were you doing playing FIFA take us out I was playing some FIFA take us out man well I've got a DJ gig next week and I've decided this is how we're opening the DJ gig Hef if you know what this is I hope you enjoy it Shrey I have a gorilla costume coming in the post excited for you I'm excited and this will be Shrey we've got a bloody YouTube ad (laughs) (laughs) who's ad rolls we pay see when you get Patreon when you get Patreon you can subscribe to Premium yes we can cut around this is Shrey next week at my DJ gig there it is (laughs) the gorilla plays with drums (laughs) he's going off I can't play the drums so that's not good I'll teach you between now and then (laughs) I've spent $150 on a gorilla costume today just so Shrey can play the drums and that's going to be video number two on the Patreon (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's the Razzie's podcast done for another week. (laughs)